0: Live from Hollywood, California, and somewhere deep inside the United Kingdom, it's the Andy and Amanda Show,
1: which just now became a classic.
0: (laughs) This is a program you do not want to hear, featuring very special guests, and all the news that you might not want to hear, and a program that you might not want to hear, that's why you want to hear it. Of course. It's Coast
2: to Coast with Andy, Kimball, and Amanda Love.
1: It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.
0: Hey, folks. Good afternoon, evening, good morning, whatever time it is in the world where you are, because we know we are here all over the world in like 15 or 16 countries. It is another Andy and Amanda show with Andy Kimball here in California and Amanda Love, as the as the announcer said, yeah, <laughs> deep deep inside um, uh, uh, the UK, <laughs> the UK was the UK, yeah. somewhere over there, somewhere over there. It's Amanda Love, and good day it to is. you, Amanda. How you doing? How's it going? Thank good you, evening Peter. to you. Good evening. Yeah,
3: it's the evening. It's um been another glorious sunny day and uh high vibes around the UK. Well, I, I like to think they're high vibes around the UK, I could be wrong. People prove me wrong, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, everything's <laughs> good here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get back on slow now. I was all hyped ready for this and it was just like ah <laughs> It's all good, Darling, all good. How about you?
0: God, hey, no complaints, you know? You know complaints. Things are uh... Things are doing pretty good over here. Um, a lot of news going on, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of things that are, are happening between the, uh, the uh, Derek Chauvin trial and the murder of George Floyd. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. We're right. going to talk about Matthew Getz, the um, congressperson who is being investigated for potential uh, traffic violations, not traffic violations, <laughs> just traffic violations, sex trafficking. and <laughs> it was traffic something. <laughs> Who's being investigated? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, for traffic violations. For uh, what was? Yeah, for for sex trafficking, and we'll talk about that a little bit. What's going on with that, and, and where did that come from, and what where did it originate, and so forth. And we'll yeah. talk about uh, and we'll talk about the uh, stepping up, the beefing up, if you will, of the uh, district attorney's office in Fulton County, Georgia, regarding the potential potential indictment of former President Donald Trump. Um, with election uh, violations, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit too. But anyway, that's yeah. all coming up, and I believe, I believe, in about a mm-hmm. half hour, about 30 minutes, I believe in something, I'm not sure quite what, I do believe, I believe, I, I believe, believe. <laughs> I do believe, I do. Um, <laughs> we're going to have uh, uh, Bob Kimmel on the show, who's the former Director, and I'm going back from I think 68 to 75 in that time period, or maybe longer in 70s. We'll find out. He was the director of, of CBS Radio News. Everything you've you heard and everything that was organized and assigned on CBS Radio News went through his desk. And we'll talk to him about. The news media of gathering information about reporting, how it's assigned, how it's derived, what they put on the air, what they don't put on the air, some interesting uh, stories that he's covered. And I know that he was very involved also in covering the space program back then, the Gemini, especially the Apollo space, uh, the Apollo program, the Venture to the Moon. And uh, we'll talk to him all about that and also his work in a program that he started called Audio TV Features, where he actually produced. Uh, well fully produced radio news features and eventually television features which were uh, broadcast uh, via the AP and at that time UPI satellites to the, uh, 2,000 radio stations across the country and were heard uh, along with the uh, AP and UPI news as features on their same network that were uh, paid for. By corporations that subscribe to his company that they would produce. So it's kind of interesting what they did regarding public relations and what happened. They were, I think, eventually absorbed by one of the largest public relations firms in the country. But we'll get we'll we'll talk about that. And uh he should be joining us in about thirty minutes, barring uh, a potential conflict, but we'll see. He'll either, if he doesn't come on the show, which I think he's going to, but um well, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, it is a sunny, beautiful day here in California, as it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's warming up there, right, in the UK?
3: Oh, yes. I've got my shorts on.
0: <laughs> you do?
3: Anywhere I you do. can send a picture? Mm. <laughs> you want to see the legs hurt, Andy, right? I, I... <laughs> I do. Unfortunately, they're not as tanned as most people's right now. Where I've been a winter baby for so long.
0: You've been windsurfing. You've been windsurfing for so long.
3: No. Is the water really kind of cold out there this time of year? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, I do it all from my room. You know, I've got such a powerful imagination. It's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to see my legs? I've been up there windsurfing. You see, you see, and uh,
3: yes. you know. I throw up a picture on the screen, stand in front of it, mm-hmm. you know, pretend I'm there, stand on a board, make it feel like I'm actually doing something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine? I've actually seen some funny memes on um, online where people have taken things like a toilet seat, taken a picture of themselves in front of the toilet seat whilst it's open, with a picture of, like, the sky behind it, so it looks like they're in a, an airplane, looking out of an airplane. window. Mm.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know, my, got my got my mind wandering here. Well, got my mind set adrift, thinking and imaging. Hey, listen, um, yeah, you know, we uh, let's dive into some things we need to talk about. Um, what's going on here? The the uh, Derek Chauvin uh, trial, the murder trial, the police officer who was accused of murdering George Floyd about a year ago, uh, yes. is underway. And we've uh, got some clips and some things and some commentary on what's going on in that trial. I think maybe what I should do is start it off with something uh, that um, directly relates to uh, to that. Uh, because there are certain things that uh, that witnesses did not see, even from the, the commentators who have been talking about it. Uh, one, which is uh, Charles Ramsey. Charles Ramsey, by the way, is the former uh, chief of police in Philadelphia. Right, it's right near my hometown. Right... Uh, I, tell people I'm from Philly because they wouldn't recognize where I was from, Mars. Anyway, no, they uh, (laughs) wouldn't recognize um, where I was from Philly, and um, the... um, he has been come you know, commenting as a former police chief, not only in Philadelphia but also the former chief of police of Washington D.C. Um, yeah. on the training of the police officers and, um, and his perspective and, and, and what would normally occur in, in the situations which led up to the George Floyd killing. And then also we have some of the behind-the-scenes uh, commentary, which most people don't have access to, um, from Charles Ramsey. And I figured people will just play that first before we get too serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's yeah, see what yeah happens. I get you. I get you. Let's do it yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. how you like it so far? Good? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry to go to go- 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 this, Andy.
2: <laughs> Here we go. This is something that most of the witnesses, if not all of them, probably didn't see.
0: <coughs> yes. Thank you, Charles. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Moving right along. For some reason, that just strikes me as—I don't—I don't don't get it. I don't know. That strikes me as being pretty. I don't know. know, know. Yeah. Um, Oh my
1: gosh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That just strikes me as being a little funny. I don't know why. Anyway.
3: Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, so, you is reached out.
0: We'll have to come back to that again. Anyway. Tick-tock, uh, sort of... tick-tock, oh,
3: tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. <inaudible> come on now. Calm yourself. Off it. <laughs> anyway. He likes to um, get him where he can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we do know this for a fact, as in as in the last show we uh we we, we we um we determined this.
3: There's no such thing as a G G-spot. We know that too. Mm-hmm. Just
0: wanna to get that uh, wanna yeah. get that wanna get that out of the way. Um yeah. No, actually so um now what was I talking about? hmm Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking about, we're talking about, uh, no, actually, we're going to dive into some, you know, we don't report the news. We talk about, as we've said so many times, we, you know, kind of just provide some, oh, sometimes lighthearted commentary on what's going on in the news and different perspectives and different audio clips that we've managed to, uh, to capture. Um, to give our uh, listeners around the world an idea of what's going on in different uh, areas of the world and what the headlines are, and kind of we dive into those headlines and discuss them and hash them out and invite your calls as well if you care to share your opinions, thoughts, ideas, concerns. And our number to do that is 515-605-9888, and we welcome you on board our show and anytime uh, you care to join us when we're live, of course. Of course, those of you who are listening on this podcast will not be able to do so, but we want to remind you that you are... Uh, welcome to join the program when we are live, which is Monday mornings. I'll give you the Eastern times, okay? Wherever you are in the world, Eastern times Monday morning we're on at uh, at noon and at 7 p.m. in the UK. And on Wednesday and Friday we're on at three. Did I get that right? Noon and yeah, you, know, you Mo- got it wrong,
3: sweetheart. It's 5 p.m. in the UK, um, which is 9 a.m. Uh, for you,
0: I think, you. in
3: your neck of the woods. Yeah, and that's on 12... Monday.
0: That's that's on Monday. Yeah. But yeah. 9, 9 a.m. for me. Noon in the Eastern Time Zone. At 7 p.m. in the UK. 5 p.m. tell right. <laughs> <laughs> it again. All right. Yes. Our times are. <laughs> Our times are. Okay. Are we listening? Are we listening? Okay. <clears throat> Shall we attempt to get it right this time?
3: <laughs> go for it, sweetheart. Okay, I'm gonna go for it. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay, Monday, no, our show times are, again, let me, let me go back. Let me, okay, go, take, take it back a couple steps. Right. Our call-in number to join our show live, for those of you who would like to do it, and we do welcome you on board, is 515-605-9888. On Mondays, we are at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon on the um, East Coast, and at 5 p.m. in U.K. Wednesdays and Fridays, we are noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Uh, on the East Coast, and now I got it right, 7 p.m.,
3: 8 p.m. to 8 p.m. to
0: sweetie. <laughs> All right, let me do it again. Our number again is 515 605. All right, so when did that happen? Okay, we jumped time zones or daylight saving zones or whatever you call it. When did that happen? Yeah,
3: we've, we've literally just, um, I think it was uh, Sunday, we jumped forward to uh, an hour again, like, caught cool up with you guys finally. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, guys, everyone listening, we we've gone from seven p.m. back to eight p.m. in the UK.
0: No respect, yeah. to, you know, because for a while I didn't know that you didn't change. Or I, I was saying the times were as though they were before daylight saving times, and you would correct me and say, no, we're we're still, now you know we haven't jumped yet in daylight yeah. saving times. And, and Amanda yeah. spent a lot of time and, a lot, and uh, 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 correcting me on that. And now that I've <laughs> given what she corrected me on, now it's back to <laughs> something else. And you know what? <laughs> Who who is on first? Anyway.
3: <laughs> what what? Yeah, well, right. You'll just lean
0: back and relax. <laughs> I'm trying. All right, let me do that. All right.
3: It's all good. It's all good, I it's mean, do worry good. about it. I'm fighting.
0: Do you remember what I was gonna talk about before I got into this time zone thing? Anyway, um Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I was going to invite everybody aboard. I mean that. Yeah, and so does Amanda. Amanda and I have talked about it. We want to we want to encourage callers to get on the show. We might even start promoting the show a little a little more than we have to encourage more live callers to take part in the show and you know, be our you know, be our guest to do so. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So some of the news items we're going to talk about, and these are kind of just various headlines headline items, um are as we said uh, earlier on, is the uh, is the trial uh, of uh, Derek Chauvin, and how we're going to begin the end is I'm going to play um, a uh, clip uh, of, from the hearing, uh, and this is an eight-year-old who was sent to the store. This remember this happened outside a grocery store, right? Who um, mm-hmm. was sent to the store by her parents to uh, bring back some snacks, and okay. uh, for you parents out there, can you imagine sending your kid to the store? You know, bring back you know around the corner, get some snacks, and bring them home. They do it all the time, all the time, and they happen to witness a murder this time. A, uh, a police officer killing somebody. We're going to hear an eight-year-old's testimony, and um, uh, by and then her, it'd be follow, immediately followed by her teen cousin, back to back. Let's take a listen. This is from the Derek Chauvin murder trial.
1: I was sad
3: and kind of mad.
2: And and tell us why were you sad and mad?
3: Cause it felt like it, he was stopping his breathing, and it is kind of like hurting him. It's been night, nice. I stayed up apologizing and,
1: and apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more.
0: But, but, and, and witnesses uh, there, and also there was a, a, uh, a fire department, EMT, who went over to one of the cops who was kind of protecting Derek Chauvin and making sure no, no citizens got close to the scene, what was going on. And EMT yeah. said, I need to step in there and provide uh, medical relief. And the, the officer, who's also indicted, by the way, and his trial will be forthcoming, um, his, um, and he's obviously been fired and was jailed and out on bail, um, and will undoubtedly probably go back to jail for a great portion of his life. I, I would assume so. Of course, you're innocent until um, proven guilty, but, you know, we're able to express our opinion, of course. My opinion is he's gonna to go to jail for a very long time, as as will Derek Chauvin. But anyway, um yes. this officer said um to the EMT who wanted to provide some emergency assistance to uh uh Floyd, uh was told by this officer that uh, uh I advise you to uh, to stay away, stay away from this and uh, you know, hey you're you're part of the fire department, you know the deal. You know the deal here. Come on, come on, back off, back off.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And um And this is, uh, we're going to hear now from uh, uh, Charles Ramsey, uh, again, providing commentary on the witnesses, uh, you know, what what they did not see.
3: Yeah, okay.
0: Or maybe what they did see.
3: Hmm.
0: (laughs) Here we go.
2: And you have video, to back it up, that actually shows the actions of the crowd. You can hear the audio. Some of the names that were called, believe me, I've heard a whole lot worse than that. Uh, over the course of my career, and I've seen hostile crowds, real hostile crowds, and that would would not qualify uh, to be considered hostile, in my opinion. As far as distraction goes, uh, you know, you have to learn to stay. You have to stay focused on the job at hand. He had nothing more important than the safety of the person he was trying to take into custody. Period. Nothing else was more important than that. He failed in that responsibility. And I think what the defense is doing is just simply throwing as much stuff out as possible to try to make a weak excuse, but there is no excuse for what Derek Chauvin did.
0: And and talking about this show, as we expressed on a Monday show, it was the George Floyd murder sure. that that uh, inspired the conversation that led to us getting on the, the air on the radio and or on this Internet radio show and yeah. And expressing various um you know we're all agreed. you know we're all pretty much on the same page as to what we all witnessed on on t v which was shown around the world. We saw what we saw we can't deny that, but it was that uh, episode in the news that that got us talking about that and other um uh, items in the news and the election and Donald Trump at the time, of course, which uh, was the impetus for us getting on and doing this show, which is about a year ago, and uh, we're going to hear some more um from Charles Ramsey. And the reason why, you know, he was the former uh, chief of police of two major cities, Philadelphia and Washington, and now we're going to hear what he has to say about something to do with, with how these officers are actually trained and what the appropriate yes. conduct would, should have been. Once, yes. once they had him detained, he was no longer fighting back. His legs weren't flailing, as you'll hear him say. He was down on the ground and, okay, we got him. That's, okay, ease up now. Let's, let's, let's you know, to get, get things under control, get him up. And, and their responsibility is actually his safety, actually. When they detain somebody and cuff somebody, the officer the is responsible for that person's safety. Let's take a look. Yes.
2: Yeah. And that was in the initial encounter when they were bringing the, um, uh, George Floyd to the car and he didn't get in the car and they were uh, trying to pull him into the car. Uh, mm-hmm. That's force. Okay, uh, But when you look at these cases, you have to look from the beginning of the contact all the way up to the end. And just because force was justified at one point doesn't make it justified at a later point in the, in the encounter. Once they got him in a prone position, which by itself, your training will tell you, you don't keep a person in that position very long. Mm-hmm. And once they got him totally under control, he was handcuffed, his legs weren't flailing or anything like that, the force has to stop, period. That's mm-hmm. it. There was no reason to continue with the kind of force and pressure they were putting on him, whether it was his neck or back, uh, after he was uh, no longer resisting. I mean, that's the training.
0: And there's some that go out and say, well, if you saw the whole video, which was released months after the the original video of, of Floyd's murder show, Showing a, a a longer version of from beginning to end, and they show how they tried to get George Floyd into the car, and he somewhat resisted and they had to get him down to the ground and and yeah, yeah, we all, we all saw that too. That does not change a damn thing. it changes nothing. It changes nothing. Yeah. this guy yeah. not only had his neck deep his neck, his knee deep on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and forty nine seconds was actually changed recently as it's hearing to well over nine minutes, actually, and that's, yeah. that that's that's one that's a fact. Um, there's no there's no reason for it. A knee on the no. neck, suffocating him, killing him. You know, so, so under some well, the officer yeah, well, you don't know the history. Well, the guy was on drugs. Well, well, nothing. Well, bullshit. You know, What's this, that this was that proof that
3: he was on drugs at the time?
0: They they found that you know, that he was on on some um, uh, yeah yeah, and not not okay. not anything that would have created you know. And he, he, the, George Floyd, Floyd was not being violent. Yeah. He may have resisted a little yeah. bit, blah blah blah. He was not punching, he was not kicking. He didn't have any weapons on yeah. him. He had nothing. And we all saw the video. I'm, I'm not just, yeah. just saying this is my opinion. What I, what we all saw, what we saw.
3: Yeah. We saw. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I still think it's disgusting, and justice definitely needs to be brought forward for this because, oh my goodness, if, it, if where does it stop? I mean, that, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it was bang out of order to do that to him. And you heard it from the horse's mouth just now, that once she mm-hmm. stopped resisting, you know?
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. What was
3: in that guy's mind just to keep his knee there for that long? I mean, yeah. it's almost like a fearful act. Like, I have no control over this guy, therefore I must have my knee on his neck for nine minutes.
0: Uh, I, I just can't. And, and the, the the officer seemed more. When well, you see the video, he, he is not looking down at George Floyd. You see him kind of looking straight ahead, looking at the people who are around. And you heard, we mm-hmm. all heard, just like we just heard on the, on this audio clip, we all yeah. heard uh, the actual audio of people all around saying, "Get off his neck! You're killing him! You're harming him! You're killing him! Get off his neck!" Well, well, you know, again, five one five six zero five nine eight eight. If you care to join the show, what would you have done if you were there? What would you have done yeah you know
3: yeah and uh, to hear that witness say that she mm-hmm. spent time apologizing that is awful yeah. what a place to be stuck in that guilt the uh, feeling that you could have done more but could she have done more you know if she'd gone over and said you know stop this and tried to pull him off him she would have been arrested uh, herself y-
0: you know even, um, even if
3: she, exactly
0: even if she went over there let's say i am just imagining if I were there i don't know what you know who you, you it's easy to you know, in hindsight, to say, well, here's what I would have done, but we none of us know what we would have done, and there were people around. You yeah. know, we saw what they did, right? Yeah. Um, and, and let me just uh, inject one other thing real quick, because there was another um, hate crime committed in New York City when a uh, guy uh, beat severely, which is on videotape, an elderly Asian woman with witnesses standing around, and nobody did anything about it at all. Nobody. Uh, it was just, it was right. A, Anyway, so that that's that just happened a couple of days ago, and there's video of that I'm as well. Good. But anyway, I, would, I just want to. The, the, the point being here is we don't know what we would have done standing there. You know what? Yeah. Those witnesses didn't help that woman at all, who were just who, That Asian woman who was beat because she most likely beat, most likely beat. allegedly beat because yeah. she was Asian. people anyway, tend
3: to freeze up in, in 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 all sorts of situations. They do. They do. Yeah. They do.
0: Um, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, let's say let's 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 play. You know. Okay, here's a scenario. Okay, it's happening, it's happening. You'll go over there and you tell that uh, police officer, and I don't I have his name somewhere, but not right in front of me. So, But they, they want, cause there's a couple of cops standing around while this thing's happening, uh, protecting uh, Derek Chauvin's actions and the two cops that were assisting him, making sure nobody got too close to, to provide assistance. Don't do that. Don't help a dying man. Um, anyway, if you walked up to him and, say, and said, sir, you are killing him. I want you to get off his neck right now because you're going to be in an orange jumpsuit you're going to be arrested put in jail and probably spend the bulk of your life in jail if you don't get off this neck right now yeah and you attempted to do so they're going to arrest you and if they arrested you if they handcuffed you and you said you know what you're going to end up in jail not me go ahead handcuff me
3: yeah it's a valid point it's a valid point that's one way to do it and i think you know in that type of situation where you're so shocked by what you're witnessing um Sometimes all those things go out of your head, like we just mm-hmm. said about, you know, freezing up and whatever. You always find that in, in tough situations like that, you think about the things you could have said afterwards or you could have done. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've seen some things and I, I've there's been moments where I've just stood there in shock at what I'm seeing. And, um, yep. you know, it's afterwards you come away from the situation like, oh, I could have done this, I should have said that. And... You know, next time something happens like that, I'll be more prepared. And the thing is, because it's so unexpected, you never are prepared. Because it, yeah. just, it just happens. Um, but I guess you can be more conscious of it and remember back, okay, so this happened before, how can I approach this differently? And, and go with that, that gut feeling, right? You
0: bet. you bet. That's the
3: best we can Hey, Amanda, we're, we're
0: going to take a quick break from from a product that we all like and talk about so much on this show. And then we're going to uh, come back with uh, a very special guest who we've invited to come on the show, and he's on standby now. We're going to play this commercial message, folks, and uh, then we're going to come back with our special guest. So we'll be right back after this message.
2: Dear Mainland, aloha. My brother and I keep hearing about your fear of missing out, FOMO, running this way and that to try and do every little thing Maybe you don't worry about FOMO. Instead, maybe you try a little slow mo with a cold corner beer, brother. Uh, you get FOMO? No more. One life, right? Don't blow it. Mahalo.
0: Okay, hey, we're back. <laughs> we're back <laughs> with our special guest, Bob Kimmel from New York, live on the Andy Bander Show.
4: Yes, sir. Uh, uh, glad to be here. It's,
3: hey it's Bob, a, how you a, doing?
4: I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for an elderly guy.
3: Oh, oh, oh sweetheart. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it, darling. Thank you for being with yeah. us. Well,
4: now, pleased I, I, to be with you.
0: I, I will say that uh, that Bob Kimmel, who is my uncle, has known me my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, well, we're that's in trouble a great now, thing,
3: right? <laughs>
0: we're, we're we're in trouble now, and, oh. and I, I think. Uh, on the on the previous show, uh, Bob, I was saying I remember vividly when you used to come visit us, and I I was knee height, and and we used to tackle you when you walked in the front door. Well, that's
4: exactly what I recall. Oh yes, yeah, you did. You guys did a pretty good job tackling me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: is it straight for
0: the legs, wasn't it? Is that what you said before? Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
4: <laughs> So, um, no, no bruises though, right? There weren't any bruises. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, so as we were saying uh, earlier, and because um, this is a it's an internet radio show, and you know we're just we don't we don't overdo it. You know we we're, we have on the show with us now a a, a the former director CBS Radio News New York. And I also remember as a youngster going to Rockefeller Center and you taking us around and you telling us the newsroom. And how uh, NBC. Was. NBC. And, oh, NBC.
4: See, well, I worked the C, I worked for a CBS station as well, and I worked for an ABC station, and I worked for NBC, but at NBC I was network radio news director, yes.
0: There we go. So I wasn't uh, totally off. I wasn't totally off. It, okay.
4: it, it, I know it can get confusing when you start counting up all the alphabets. And, <laughs> and, uh, you know,
0: and, and all the C's, the NBC, the ABC, I mean, all the C's. Yeah,
4: but yes, not BBC. Yes. But, um, not <laughs> <laughs> not, oh, not BBC. So
0: um, we were talking about as as news director. Can you take us through? You know, a time period, you, you, you go to work, you, you, you get the news from the field, you organize it, see what you want to cover, what you don't, you assign it, how much time you're going to spend on each item, how, can you talk to us somewhat about how that is all done?
4: Well, it's, it depends on wh- where you are, what you're doing, what station, whether it's local, whether it's network or whatever. If it's local, basically, you're depending upon a couple things. If you're a major station, a bigger station in a local in a market, or even some of the smaller markets, you've got uh, you, you'll have AP Associated Press uh, wire service coming in. And, uh, you know, in the old days, there was more than AP, uh, UPI, and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. And you would, if you were doing a five-minute newscast on the hour uh, on the station, and you were doing both network or rather world news and local news, you would depend on the AP wire basically for your uh, news coming from uh, around the world. And uh, depending, again, upon if you were doing a five-minute newscast and it was including local news, you would start off with uh, either your local news or the network or or the uh, world news, national Mm -hmm. news, I should say. National news would generally, unless it were a major event around the world, I would say national news would get the uh, priority or local news if there was a big news break, and you do the the whole story. Uh, On the other hand, if you were a network news person, in uh, New York uh, with uh, ABC or NBC or whatever, uh, you would be uh, taking your uh, wire service copy from around the world, news from around the world. Uh, when I was there, it was APN-UPI, and uh, you would uh, decide what your lead would be. Uh, and maybe that would go 20 seconds or so, depending upon how big, how major the story was. And you'd write about that, and then you'd write about uh, either, say, world news or national news, depending on what was the big story, would be your lead. And you'd go through the rest of the material you had, and you would be be reporting national and international news. Again, Mm -hmm. if you were a a news person on a local station and you were doing a five-minute newscast on the hour, let's say, uh, you would be doing uh, mostly local news uh, with possibly some major mm-hmm. stories from around the world or national mm-hmm. stories as well. Oh, Again, yeah, depends. Now, it, what has evolved, of course, um, in the uh, '60s were all-news stations, and that was an entirely different mm-hmm. station situation. Rather, uh, at uh, for instance, as an example, at WINS All News in New York, where I was uh, assistant news director for a while back in the. Uh, well, it was late '60s or so.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we would
4: have 20 minute segments, and we'd round up all the national and international news. And of course, if something broke, like if you had a, a massive, mass, terrible mass shooting somewhere in the, in the state, that would you know it could be your lead story. Mm-hmm. But then you would have, and you would have 20 minute. You might end, as you would have in local situations, and in network, of course. You would have if you were a uh, reasonably uh, larger uh, local station reporters out and they would be coming in uh, with reports lasting maybe fifty seconds uh, maybe up to a minute maybe less uh, and so forth reporting from the scene and that would be integrated into your into your newscast as it is on an all news station as well and and again the uh, Reporting in the old news station could evolve in a 20-minute segment, followed by another 20-minute segment of reporting, and it would be a lot of repeated uh, information, rewritten in a different way, of course, because you'd have a different anchor doing it, Mm -hmm. uh, and so on. So that is basically the situation. And then, of course, uh, in the older days, you had uh, commentators that would be on the network, and they were not necessarily within a newscast, but they could be as well. Uh, you had Walter Winchell. Uh, I don't know how oh,
0: many yeah, of folks I remember
4: how the folks recall mm-hmm. Walter Winchell, but uh, good evening, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. North and South America, and uh, coast <laughs> to coast and border to border and all the ships at sea, let's go to press. That was Walter right. Winchell. And, mm-hmm. uh, he would, and he would make comments as well. He he, he intermixed his news with commentary, uh, and it wasn't a truly a a, a Newscast per se, and you had other people uh, uh, doing that sort of thing. And of course, that has changed in a, to, a, to, a, to a., Walter Winchell, probably, if I had to weigh the facts in terms of his orientation politically, he may have been a little bit more on the liberal side than mm-hmm. he was, but he was generally factual, but he commented. He made comments about things, uh, and such. And uh, you had other uh, people doing that, but you didn't have it to the extent, I believe, that you had it today in, say, Rush Limbaugh, who is no longer with us, but Mm -hmm. was, as with Fox Network, uh, pretty far to the right in reporting and so forth, the news, which has led to some extent today, and not only because of the sources of news, but the remarks made about news by people such as those who are in the uh, presidential uh, seat, uh, uh, in regard to quote fake news or or mm-hmm. such, when it when it wasn't fake news at all, uh, mm-hmm. the news in, and and, you, and today you have a situation where you have uh, news networks and they are not on the broadcast on the air, so to speak. Their cable, but the, and and uh, we can go into the fairness doctrine. In, in, in a, in a, in a yeah, I'd like to
0: discuss that. Yeah, yeah,
4: mm-hmm. that, yeah. The yeah. Uh, the the Fox News we know where it stands politically, off mm-hmm. to the right, coming up with stories that basically attract a certain audience and have actually, I think, influenced the political picture in the country
2: uh, mm-hmm.
4: by, their, by their news and by their broadcasts. And you have MSNBC, which gravitates a little bit toward the left. So, uh, but in the old days, you had ABC, CBS, NBC, and we were pretty much straight down the middle. Uh, there, you know, straight reporting. And I would say that even though a lot of people feel it's not the case, I think CNN is relatively in the middle. Uh, certainly not. Uh, extended politically uh, as, as uh, Fox News is far right as I said MSNBC cable is off to the left of it so you sure. don't you have this orientation now which has lead to mistrust to some extent, I think that there's a, some of the polls that have been taken recently and in, in, in the recent past, or even going back five, six, seven years, have shown a certain uh, distrust by the public in news today, which is too bad. It's unfortunate, mm-hmm. uh, and it's caused by any number of reasons. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, the attachment to the political picture, I think, in terms of one network going one way and the other, the other way, and so forth, and some of the leaders we've had uh, debasing news, in a sense, uh, have led to this mistrust, which is unfortunate.
0: Yeah, the the, the uh, what you were saying before regarding the uh, first of all the, the fairness doctrine, and also uh, you know right wing, left wing. You take, for example, we covered a lot on, on this show um, during the the presidential campaigns was was mm-hmm. all the the the, pr- the promoting. Uh, perpetuation of of a story that, you know, months prior to the election, months way out, um, where you have the President of the United States, when he looked at the numbers and saw he wasn't faring out so well, coming up with a story, the only way I'm going to lose this thing is if if the election is stolen and, and, and begins to promote this whole, without any basis, because... The election didn't happen yet. This is way this is way in advance. This is you know oh, of course, of course, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and and then you have the media, the news reporting agencies, like we were saying, Fox and Newsmax and others, picking up on this and further laying it out there as though this is something that's going to happen. And and, yeah. and then, then we all know the result of that and what had happened subsequently. We we all know how that progressed. Um, but and that's that's news media. And then we heard even way before you know years. When Trump just took office and just shortly really thereafter, uh, the news is the uh, news, the media is the enemy of the people. I remember that the enemy of the people and oh. fake news and all these things. And it just is when you're like what you're saying before, uh, just minutes ago, about the evolution of where we were from the 60s and the 70s and straightforward news reporting, and then. We came to the fairness doctrine. Can we talk about that just for a minute and how that? Well, I
4: said. Well, the fairness. It's mm -hmm. interesting to to make Mm -hmm. this uh, point, though. However, with a fairness doctrine applied to uh, broadcast news, that was news set out over the air, whether it was the network or on a station or uh, whatever, uh, it did not. It would not have applied to Fox News or MSNBC or any of the uh, cable networks. Uh, The fairness doctrine came into play uh, in the late 40s, early 50s, and the whole idea then was to maintain a certain balance coming out of broadcasting. Uh, Basically, you took a a major... The idea was to get broadcast stations, uh, networks, whatever, to get into the more controversial situations Mm -hmm. and, and so on, but uh, if you had uh, a major point regarding some subject and that you gave one side of the picture, you were obligated under the Fairness Doctrine to provide the other side as well by a spokesman who, was, who represented that position. So that was the Fairness Doctrine. And as right. I said, it, didn't, it did not apply to uh, cable And so Fox wouldn't have been involved. Now, you do have another situation which still exists, and it's called equal time. And it applies to candidates running for office, federal office and such, Mm -hmm. uh, including the president and so forth. If you give one side of the picture uh, of of a uh, political candidate speaking and so forth, you presumably are supposed to provide time to the candidate running against that person as well. So that exists today. Fairness doctrine disappeared during the uh, Reagan administration. Right. Um, okay. They, they knocked it off uh, the Republican position, basically was, and, and, and also the radio networks and the news operations were opposed to it as well. I f- frankly favored it. I felt it was a, a, a really a, a fair way Of presenting the news, uh, in other words, giving both sides of the story. However, uh, during the Reagan administration, it was uh, eliminated and and actually had existed on the books to some extent until about 2011, when it was officially Mm -hmm. written off the rule books, but it was ignored from uh, the Reagan period on. And uh, so you you didn't have an obligation to to the fairness doctrine, but it would not have applied to the non-on-air operations such as the cable networks
0: Mm -hmm. okay my goodness the uh, it's let me ask you a question when you when you were gathering the news uh, as a director of of a radio news network were you uh, were you conscious is this something you had to uh, orchestrate into your own presentation of what you were saying in, in well, what our the, newscasters news?
4: were saying, yeah. yes, we mm-hmm. had to abide by the Fairness Doctrine, and if we had mm-hmm. a special program on of any kind, talk program of some kind with guests and so forth, that was always uh, part of the consideration, part of the picture. Mm-hmm. And so abso- absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I said, um, I it was appropriate.
0: It, it, it's, it's really, especially, I think it's been further and, and more so exemplified during, the, during this whole Previous administration and the election campaigning and all the, the, the claims of fraud and, and and that goes on and, yeah, on, and on. Yeah, well, again, it wouldn't have,
4: would have applied to it wouldn't have applied to cable news according to the way it was written. It no. may have, they may, have, of course, if there had been a, a major effort on the part of uh, some political group or party or whatever to have it reinstated yeah. and and apply to cable, then it might have made it likely would have made a difference, but it yeah. hasn't. And I see this whole business of uh, news sources uh, being um, uh, considered one side or the other unfortunate uh, and that it uh, the people who want to believe in one way or another will listen to one network so they can reinforce their feelings and attitudes and views. And the people who are uh, likely not to feel, uh, you know, the the way that network's political position is, won't listen to it, but it's breaking, it's segmenting the the audience in a sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I don't, I just wish that that wouldn't have happened. You always have some segmentation, but uh, you know, one time Walter Cronkite was considered one of the most trusted men in America,
2: CBS.
4: And, uh, and, and he was, you know, delivering news, straightforward, uh, no question. And he and he wasn't and he was trusted.
0: Yes. Yeah. And uh, who, who can forget? And that's the yeah. way it is on whatever yeah. date. That how he. Yeah. That yeah
4: exactly. Date. Yeah. I it. You've it got a very vividly. good memory.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember it vividly for whatever. Yeah. The, uh, You've got yeah. a better memory than <laughs> I have. You see, when you get <laughs> older. Uh, I, <laughs> I was saying we were talking um, you know previously on the phone, and I remember uh, also vividly when you were you covered the Apollo uh space program space shots at the, yeah. yes at at and you were wow. at the uh, Kennedy or Cape Canaveral or Kennedy what was called then um and, and you were you were there during the launch yeah of i week, wasn't right? actually
4: i wasn't mm-hmm. actually covering uh mm-hmm. the, i was managing the radio network okay. news coverage uh okay. i hadn't actually been a reporter Oh gosh! Since the uh, what will I say? Early, <laughs> earlier, six, <laughs> earlier sixties? Right. Oh. Uh, not not since the earlier sixties.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see it run through the family
3: with these voices. Uh oh. Uh oh. But the.
1: Uh,
0: but I remember these uh the uh, all, all the press packages you used to send um, you know these flats. and uh, uh, oh yeah that flats. was that was
4: remarkable to be within the uh, you know I would say that we were well maybe uh, as much as somewhere between a quarter and a half a mile away from the actual shots, mm. but still mm. we were relatively close and it was quite a that noise and the shock uh, wave that came through when those Satellites were showing, those those things were shot mm-hmm. up in the air. That
0: was uh, that was really incredible.
4: That'd you know. have been amazing.
0: What what do you wow. find looking back looking back and I know you've done quite a few things also subsequent to your career in, in radio news, which I want to get to, but um, looking back at your um, your, your tenure in the radio news industry, what, what stands out um, as, as something significant as a memory as well? Wow, um,
4: you know, oh, yes. That- well, I can certainly go back to when I was with the American Forces Network.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, when I got into the service, I was very lucky. I got a broadcast uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, identification in terms of where I had been, what I had done in the past. Before I was, I had done some radio, and i had been with a newspaper briefly. When I was drafted, and having indicated that, they decided that uh, I could be a news person in in the military. And wow. I was uh, with American Forces Network and sent to Germany.
1: Wow. And, uh,
4: uh, and uh, I worked in Germany uh, as doing sport, sports and news. And then uh, I was sent to, I civilianized, became a civilian and went to Paris for a year and reported uh, the news from Paris. And one of the more significant things, I think, uh, what I um, witnessed was President de Gaulle in the Elysee Palace giving the Medal, I think it was the Medal of Liberation, to Winston Churchill.
3: Mm. Whoa. And
4: that mm. goes back to about, what, 1958? Wow. I would say.
1: Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill, so on and so forth. And That's
1: incredible.
4: <laughs> I remember not being far from, the. speaking of Paris, another <laughs> thing that I recall <laughs> was um,
1: uh-huh.
4: standing mm-hmm. on a... uh, uh Stand near the Elie uh the the not the palace. The uh, oh my God, you know, these things. When you do get old, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have that problem all the time. I wouldn't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> uh,
4: anyway, watching uh, de Gaulle and uh, a with the German president coming down the uh, uh the uh, you know, main Pal-Z-Z. road. Pal-Z.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think you're talking about Champs Elysees.
4: Champs Elysees. Yes. Yes. And uh, and going and my I was reporting I was recording this on a tape recorder because in those days you didn't have cassettes and stuff like that. You had to do everything if you were recording it on a it would be before that there was a wire recorder, but that was ancient stuff. We had we did have tape recorders. And uh, I didn't realize it, but while I was recording it, uh, my tape was flying into the air off the reel. Mm.
2: And I heard
4: a bunch of people yelling at me in French and this and that, and I (laughs) turned around and (laughs) saw this whole thing. So I had to, and 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 of course there were military groups accompanying him, men on horseback, and so forth, and noise. So I had to... uh, redo the report after he had long gone as though he were right there coming by. Oh. And, uh, but, I've, but I've had some interesting interviews. You know, everybody from sticking a microphone in front of uh, Richard Nixon, uh, mm-hmm. uh, interviewing Bobby Kennedy a couple times, uh, wow. Being, wow. being thrown out of uh, an affair at the University of Pennsylvania when <laughs> I put a microphone in front of the Shah of Iran at a reception that oh. I wasn't supposed to, and I got yanked out of there pretty quickly oh, mm. yeah. when I was working for a station in Philadelphia. Uh, mm. And, you know, I, and I, in Paris, of course, I interviewed a lot of uh, celebrities and uh, everyone mm. ranging, well, not everyone, but people, <laughs> people ranging from uh, uh, Edward G. Robinson to David Niven to this one and on sure.
1: that one. So uh, wow. that, was,
4: that was not, you know, news. That was just uh, right. an right. and stuff. And so forth and so on. But but I did report it. I uncovered a letter recently which was rather interesting, which I didn't even realize ah, it was in French. And it was addressed to me from the FLN, which was the group Hmm. in Algeria in which the French were fighting at the time in the 50s Hmm. in terms of their uh, situation in Algeria. And this was a letter sent to uh, AFN to me in Paris presenting all the views of the FLN. That goes back to uh, <laughs> the, mm. the mid-late uh, 50s or mid-50s almost. Wow. But there are a lot of other uh, situations that uh, came up, uh, interviewing Bobby Kennedy on the sands of Long Island along the beach. We were walking mm. along. the I was doing a TV interview, and... Mm interviewing him and then I heard our crew was, was walking sort of along the side behind me yelling at me and the wire from the microphone had come loose from their camera and oh. so I had to do that one over again too, you know, mm. little little mm. mismanagement things here and there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did have an interesting I did have an interesting uh career. One of the worst situations that I recall was uh until when I was working in Philly, in terms of the, the event that took place, when I was working in Philadelphia, a bunch of us had been invited for a lunch at a restaurant that had opened up in South Philadelphia uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the, uh, a, a free lunch. <laughs> 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 I, I, I can so there it. must,
0: have, yes, I can there must
4: have been about 20 of us, there are 15 of yeah. us, and somebody mm-hmm. up on the balcony yelled down. The president has been shot.
0: I was just going to. I was just going to rewind. I was just going to take us back to November twenty second, sixty three,
4: and uh, and somebody yelled up, and somebody said, "Oh, come on, cut it out!" They thought he was kidding. Said, "No, Hmm. no, no, he was shot in Dallas, and so forth." Of course, this we were in Philly, but we we did run around getting reaction type uh, Hmm. pieces from people and so on for the. uh, shows that follow. But that, of course, was a terrible situation. John Kennedy, yeah. I recall coming into the station I worked for in Philadelphia when he was running mm. uh, oh. as a guest uh, on one of our shows uh, at WCAU Philadelphia, which was then WCAU CBS O&O. Uh, mm-hmm. It's no longer WCAU. He evolved right. into something else now. Yeah. But, um yeah, there are uh, all kinds of uh, interesting situations hmm. that I ran into during my rather long career, which wow. uh, which followed. And I, I'm involved in a local newspaper now, which I helped to found. But unfortunately, uh, the pandemic brought a lack of advertising, retail advertising. So we're we have only a yeah. website. The
0: Hudson. Oh my. No, no wow. I'm be doing that. Yeah, I was I,
4: I, I volunteered. I, I didn't. I didn't do it as a commercial thing. I of course, did it course. as a community thing. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh-huh. so, uh, but, but it, but an interesting situation, and certainly, um, you know, radio news uh, gathered its first impetus on the air back during the First World War, and radio yeah. hadn't been around very long then. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't have the uh, news significance, of course. But the, the, the people were beginning to listen to it for news during that First World War back in yeah. what, 1918, and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it you know, came along, and so on, and then got built up. That's when you had all these commentators, and so on, and
1: mm-hmm. a
4: variety of shows, and so forth. And then... Um, of course second world war where it really emerged as an important feature when I mean, you had uh, video as well coming into the picture to some extent and so forth but not much but those those things sort of brought it up And today it's still it's still there uh, even though you have competition from cable and on-air yeah. TV and uh, uh podcast, you heard of podcasts.
1: Oh, so, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> and, heard of them. And of and, them. and social media. I like also yeah. the BBC, Amanda, the BBC has made some changes as well from what I understand. I don't know all of them, but I think they, they cover a little more political news now than they did in the past, perhaps.
3: Uh, yeah, I, they tend I, to cover a a lot of different areas now than they used to for sure. Yeah. They've got so many different branches of their stations and um Reach out to all different areas. It's it's amazing how far they've come. Uh
4: huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, anyway, there's certainly a... and then you have online, you have website, web news uh, where you can pick up mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. so on. I don't think that's yet evolved into the you know the situation where uh, it's as penetrating and as. Uh, no. Uh, no. It, it, as uh, still as radio. Incidentally, I recently saw some sort of a poll where radio today between younger people they listen to it only on, in the car.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yes, is radio yes. news,
4: radio yeah. news, and such. And yeah. uh, I guess they're absorbed on the web and so forth and so on. And of course, newspapers are the ones that have suffered the most in terms of media today, based yeah. on what's going on with the internet. There've been layoffs of major newspapers, and you know, some of them. Fortunately, there are many of them. Most of them are surviving, but some aren't. And yeah. your local newspapers are disappearing from the scene like mad. So oh,
1: yeah. that's right, one area
4: right. of, of media that has suffered from uh, the uh, on-site website and uh, online and so on yeah. uh, it, that's going
0: on it, today. It, it's interesting. Uh, the, the, uh, when we first started this show, we're on uh, the Block Talk radio, Internet Radio. It's a radio network, and there's many, many programs on Block Talk Radio, of which we are one. And when we first started doing this show, we had no idea... That after we were done our live show, which started 15 minutes, then it went to a half hour, then an hour, we've gone up to two hour shows. And we, for a while, they were integrating music and and the whole, you know, doing a real radio program with music. And we decided to, to focus more on, on talking, discussion, commentary, and bringing guests on. And anybody can hear music through any source they'd like to. They don't need to hear us to, to get music. So we've, we've cut that down a little bit. But interestingly enough, when we started the show. We had no idea that Block Talk Radio actually. Made the radio shows a podcast, and they were picked up by iTunes, and Google, oh, yeah, and oh yeah,
4: radio is now going into podcasts that's yeah, absolutely-
0: we, we didn 't even know we thought we hung up after our live show, and that was the end of yeah. it, and then <laughs> we look at the numbers and we 're saying we're seeing these high numbers for days that we weren't even on, and we're like how we we didn't do a show on thursday you know and and there was a period of time when we were uh, over the summer, i guess almost getting up to election actually we were we did this five days a week, and we had you know all the preparation. That went into doing, you know, we, we produce some comical radio clips along with what we do, and we have a lot of fun, you know, outside of commenting on what's going on in the headlines, we, we do a lot of, of silly stuff, you know, and, and, uh-huh. and what you hope, hope is engaging, entertaining, silly stuff anyway. And it could take, you know, hours to produce a radio clip that, that's on the show for just a couple of minutes. And uh, wow. it's just an yep. amazing amount of work. But, but um, so it, it, here's the interesting we were talking about radio and the evolution and what's going on with it now. Uh, and I this, which creates a great segue into where you went and, and how your career evolved after, after radio, how you kind of stayed in radio, but kind of took a different spin on it.
4: Um, oh, well, I got involved in a little bit of public relations work, uh, which yeah. dealt with broadcast directly uh, uh-huh. in New York uh, with a large uh, firm, an international firm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we did was <laughs> media training, among other things, uh, which taught, uh, executives, major executives, uh, and I I spoke to groups ranging from, well, later on when when we had our own operation going, but I was with a large uh, PR firm called Hill and Knowlton, and uh, we did media training. We taught people how everybody from executives to uh, uh, personalities and so forth, how to respond to the press when interviewed, how to respond to questions. And so forth, and uh, also we did what we called uh we uh, satellite but we we fed out video news reports and audio news reports, which were really disguised public relations pieces that uh were done for corporations and so on and, and uh or organizations and they would in involve uh, even for instance uh uh, later on, when I was involved in one of our own my own businesses uh, for the uh, Postal Service, when we did a uh, piece on uh, Raoul Wallenberg going out as a news piece around about a minute and a half, and uh, that was much later in, in my career, but I got so involved with Raoul Wallenberg, I decided to do an hour-long TV documentary about him independently, which I did and and so forth, but uh, we did uh, intermittently between that period and uh, uh, the time that I officially retired and did the documentary uh, we did a lot of this, uh, what we called satellite we also did satellite media tours and of course the satellite business changed the news business considerably as well uh, in that you could could feed material going up from out of a, let's say in the field, a satellite truck to a satellite and beam it down to a station and it would be broadcast live or recorded and whatever. So, you know, some of these the, the technical changes influence what people saw and heard mm-hmm. on the air as well. Um, I, I remember mm-hmm. doing a uh, Piece with the president of what was it, 1 800 Flowers or some such thing on oh, uh, sure. uh,
1: give yeah. a given holiday.
4: It went out up and uh, we, and we, uh, what we would do would be to uh, contact individual stations, and each station would say, have 10 minutes of interviews, and the interview questions would come in on the phone, and the satellite television, video image, would go out on the satellite and be broadcast or recorded at the station level for their use. So mm-hmm. oh, okay.
1: mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. you had you had a lot of interesting uh, things come about because of the technical changes uh, that affected mm-hmm. uh, not only broadcasting but in this case PR and many other things as well.
3: Yeah. Sure.
0: Interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Okay. And okay. yet yeah, the um, um, yeah you started actually uh, in mm-hmm. that field of producing these independent, if you will, uh, radio pieces. Uh, uh, to a separate your own company, right, and then that be yeah, audio TV, or, yeah. audio
4: TV features. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we I joined with another fellow that started the audio side and brought in the TV uh-huh. side, and uh, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. were doing that. We we fed uh, we've been and we began to feed our satellite television stuff from the eighty uh, second floor of the Empire State Building where they had a satellite mm-hmm. uh, feed mm-hmm. antenna. So it would feed out across the country to the station that would pick it up, or and many of it. St- no, the, uh, the the individual pieces, the short news-type pieces, mm-hmm. yeah. were sent out across the country and picked up by many stations. Uh, the yeah. satellite media tour was an individual thing with a station at a given time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there was an awful lot of interesting aspects yeah, to I, I, what. I changed. seem to
0: remember. Yeah. I seem to remember. I think you you had about two thousand stations that you broadcast to at the time of uh, from we, we would
4: we would alert like that. as that yeah. as, as many of that st- those stations. Not every yeah. station wow. obviously took everything down that we fed out.
1: Yeah. That was yeah. the
4: uh, uh, audio news release. And the uh, video news release. That's what they were, VNRs and radio news, video news releases. And again, as I said, they were, uh, and stations used them. Uh, They were Mm -hmm. uh, short, brief news pieces which actually were disguised Mm -hmm. (laughs) as these (laughs) news and so on, but they had a little bit of PR in them for the corporation or whatever.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah.
4: The
0: interesting thing is, you know, uh, at the time, and even now, I think, um, you know, for the longest time, uh, prior to the Internet, just uh, overwhelming our, our our modern technology, um, radio was uh, offered more ubiquity than, than any other media available with a, a percentage of, of about 99 percent of the population listening to radio at some day part, some part during the day where there's a alarm clock in the morning in the car, as you said. And here's the interesting thing today numbers indicate that radio is still not in 94% of the population Either streams radio, or they listen to it in the car, or is, is they're, they're on the treadmill at the gym, whatever it might be, or, or they're streaming a radio station via via another a podcast. So you know, some, yeah. Actually,
4: the percentage of radio uh, listeners has not decreased as significantly as some of the other uh, aspects of no. news media has. Yeah. It's interesting; it seems to have survived, and it, it, it likely will. I mean, you know. You can't walk along uh, Broadway or wherever and watch right. television. You can you listen to the radio. You can't drive yep. and watch television and so forth. Yeah, and uh, yeah. of course, God knows what's going to happen if they ever put television into a car, except for a lot of accidents.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I don't
4: think. I don't think that will happen.
0: I have it. Uh, I have, have it in my. Mo- I have it in my car, except it only works in park. I've got a Tesla, and when you're in park, you can watch Netflix and Hulu and all these different channels on your screen there, but not when you're driving.
4: Yeah, but well, maybe the back seats can watch it.
0: Yeah, the interesting thing that, that you know, people say, oh, you know, you have this business and you have this product or service, you want to disseminate information and get the word out, and you have to have a website, and website, and website. Um, radio. Especially talk radio, not just to promote what we're doing here, but, but, but I want to mention that just for a minute that, that talk radio offers more engagement than any other kind of radio there is because the people are engaged, they tune in, uh, and a, a talk radio host will say, coming up, you don't want to miss this because we're going to have, for example, we're going to have Bob Kimmel on, the former director of NBC, you know, whatever it might be, or they're having a conversation and we have to go for a commercial break, but we're going to resume the con- uh, conversation when we come back with your calls. And, and mm-hmm. people tune into that and they listen, unlike, a, a music oriented station where you're dialing to the you know, whatever you want to hear, and there's a, the commercials or a song you don't like, you can switch stations. Right, talk right, radio, right. Talk radio, a uh, news radio, a news radio as well. Speaking radio mm-hmm. uh, really yep. offers engagement, and and um, and I think it, it will not go away. And um, and when you think about this, they say, "Well, you, the website, the website, the website. You gotta have a website." Well. There are billions, as a capital B, of dollars being spent by the the, the mo- most major corporations in the world are advertising on radio, and from those companies down to the mom and pop shops. If it didn't work, it would it, it wouldn't be happening. Like the newspapers are getting so thin, like you you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so radio continues to this day to be very very strong. Um, it doesn't compete with the internet, but it it, it, it certainly is, is supportive. And a you know means to get the word out about information, news, commentary, whatever it might be. It's very, very strong yeah. to this day. Yeah. Yep. I think it holds yeah. a lot of
3: comfort for people for sure. Yeah. To hear someone's live voice, you know, talking about various things, and especially if people that are on their own, they enjoy hearing other people uh, talk about the important things in the world or whatever, and enjoy listening to people having a laugh or whatever it may be. I think people feel a little less lonely in that aspect, and I think that's something that will always be present. Um, so I think radio will still do well, like like you guys have just said, um, mm-hmm. for that small reason alone. If if not for a million other reasons, you know.
4: Right, right, yeah. right. Well, I I think that you know, given all the changes that have taken place in the last century, that radio is still the odds favorite to keep going for a good while. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, and the other media will be around too, but uh, yeah. of course. But and I of think course. radio's have got a good chance of continuing for a good long time.
0: And, of course, yeah. the Andy and Mandy show, needless to say, is, you know, amongst the top of, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, and, then, and, then, and then one day they'll be able to transplant a little radio receiver in your brain. And, uh, <laughs> you, can, and you can turn it on and off any you want. You know. Oh, yeah,
0: I wouldn't pick that on me. But it's anyway. To uh, they have
4: those things transmitted into their brains, but don't, don't yeah. get the word Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Listen, And they're listening to the wrong stations. But, get you know, what did I say? I didn't mean to say that.
0: So I want to ask you a quick question before we, before we before we let you go here. And I want to thank you again for joining us and spending the, the time with us. My here, pleasure. Thank you, Randy. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I want to get it uh, from your.
3: No, thank you. From
0: where? You, oh, yeah, real quick. You know, any, uh, Amanda and I have uh, never met. We I'm don't, sorry, Amanda. We were, uh, Amanda and I we have never met. We've never before getting on this show and doing it we've never mm-hmm. spoken to each other we don't know each other we and ah right
4: no. uh-huh
0: yeah, so it's kind of interesting how this whole thing uh,
4: has has come together yes, anyway it, it, it is that's it's incredible uh, really and you're uh, you're call, amanda you're calling is it from london or or
3: where yeah, are I'm you yeah i'm just outside london a couple of couple of hours away from london in the uk yeah it's yeah, uh, i'm uh, about it's
4: 20 in... miles away from new york city Oh wow! Awesome. <laughs> maybe twenty-five. Maybe
0: twenty-five. Okay. And, and I'm <laughs> sitting just outside of Los Angeles, California, and the person who put yeah, us together. There you go. How about that? Who, yeah, and, and the person who put us together, who we also have never met, uh, his name is Cornell Butler, and he's in Delaware, who sometimes joins us on the show, and he introduced a man uh-huh. who put this whole thing together. So it's kind of yeah. you know, this, the world has become so small. But um, well, yeah, what, yeah, next
4: what, time it'll be somebody from Mars.
0: Hey, yeah. Ask Elon Musk. It just might be. Um, So, from where you are now, and as a former radio news director, coordinator, and radio news man, what do you see now? I mean, looking at what's going on in the world, as one of the most significant. Um, uh, things or, or crises or, or topics uh, that that is happening right now. If you're following, you know, much of it these days. You, are you right talking?
4: In, you're talking about in the news? What's going in, on around yeah. the world?
0: Yeah, in the news. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good question because I think what's happening. Uh, there are a lot of things going on all over the world that are changing. Many. I mean, you have you have all of these insurrections and uh, going in the African con- uh, continent now going on mm-hmm. in terms of, and yeah. uh, you have mm-hmm. Afghanistan, you have uh, things going on, and you have things going on in Hong Kong, and you have things going on in uh, uh, other parts of Asia, uh, mm-hmm. and you have uh, political s- situations here in the States that are still, uh, what should I show, indicating something of a fractured, nation in terms of the place, you know, and I'm I'm assuming that that all of these things will heal, I certainly hope, and and return to normal uh, situations uh, politically. But And then you have the pandemic, so uh, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) in the States uh, alone you have uh, Biden trying to pursue a number of uh, paths, economic paths, assistance to various segments of the public and so on. And, uh, you know, all of these things have been, to some extent, going on, have taken place in the past, are ongoing, but they're all Mm -hmm. significant. And uh, I would say that at the moment, perhaps the pandemic is playing out as one of the major uh, factors in Situation that are, that are taking place in terms of getting uh, news coverage and such,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and then a political situation still in the states uh, taking place. Uh, two different parties that are going in two diametrically different, different directions, uh, and you still have a lot of uh, fuss uh, going on in the Eastern Europe. Uh, what's going on? The, what's the Soviet Union is trying to accomplish? And China is trying to maintain an economic uh, grasp around the world as well. So you have a lot of things going on now that could have uh, major consequences for all of us. Yeah, it's... it's,
0: Yeah, I mean, you wake up every day and you it just—it's—it's it's, it's amazing what's going on. And also, I think the—you know—we're talking about radio and reporting in the news. I mean, it's—it's—you know—we have such incredible capability now of just of, of grabbing news when it happens and getting it out there as it happens. Oh well, just you know, just well. look at
4: the incidents that happened, for instance. Uh, and and this is not you know a major event, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a terrible thing to have witnessed, and that is this uh, Asian woman who was knocked down. Yes. uh walking along the street in uh, oh gosh, what was the city? uh slips my yeah. mind so looking yeah. in New York right there, yeah new York of course yeah, yeah new york yeah yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and the people looking out the uh, out of the door it was it was it was captured, and they did nothing about it, and you know mm-hmm. that, that that's just so sad it 's so sickening to watch that it happened to begin with, and nobody ran out to assist her and so forth yeah. but you you couldn't have seen that kind of situation before before all of this modern technology was brought into play. It,
0: yeah, it really is.
4: so it's having an effect. It's having an effect. Look at the uh, the the, the is going on with Floyd and, and, and yes, they,
0: and, uh, and we just were talking and, about that and, part. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. So uh, yeah, that's brought a lot of changes to, uh, to the news business as well.
0: We. Um, we have a uh, we have somebody on line here who wants to ask you a question. If anybody wants to join us, we're 515-605-9888 to get on the Andy and the your Show. And, uh, Bob, we have a, a question for you, uh, and go um, head caller with your question.
2: You ever served in an infantry unit, son?
4: Did I ever serve in an infantry unit? No, I went through... <laughs> I must say that uh, <laughs> my brother served in the 10th <laughs> Armor Division during the Second World War. Andy's father, as
1: really? a matter of fact, yeah. and
4: uh, yeah. but I did not serve in. Uh, he was in. Your dad was in the Battle of the Bulge, yes. as a matter yes. of fact, uh, Andy.
2: Yes, he was.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. 10th Armor mm-hmm. Division. I was very fortunate. I was very lucky. Uh, I was sent to Europe, and I was. After basic training I did some uh, broadcasting at the local Fort Jackson South Carolina and then I went on the air in Germany so I must say I I was very lucky.
3: Oh. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, our guest uh, Yeah, it's it's a great great conversation and uh, um yeah, it's wonderful to have you on board with us here today and uh, our guest has it been really is uh, Timmer, we're talking about Radio news and his career and, and at, at NBC and in Philadelphia, CBS and, and public relations. And what, what a fascinating discussion and conversation it has been. And, uh, hey, I want to thank you uh,
4: for oh, joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. Believe yeah. me, I enjoyed it. It gave me a chance to uh, get a lot of things off my uh, chest. Uh, you
0: know, and,
4: uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, well, listen, you know, I got, it's nice to have all these people listen to a little bit of bravado. Uh, <laughs> but, you, but you can't speak to a lot of people socially because of the yeah. pandemic. So yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I enjoyed it, and and you do a great, you do a great, you and Amanda do a great job, and I, I appreciate being you. on. Oh, uh, thank, thank you. Oh, uh, much. Uh, all right, thank you.
0: Yeah, we appreciate oh, it, and we're uh, we're in sixteen countries. Sixteen countries are listening to our broadcast right now and following. Wow.
4: And yeah,
0: sixteen countries wow. around the world. We're, 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 we we if you look at the map, we're, we're everywhere. There's not a continent where we don't exist, we don't no follow it. It's pretty, uh, <laughs> it's interesting how that, how that evolved. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, you know, whatever we're doing. I wonder it's, it's, why that fellow
4: asked me if I've ever been in the infantry. <laughs> 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 I did fall under barbed wire in in, in uh, basic training, uh, uh, with a thirty caliber machine gun fire overhead. But that was the closest I ever got to anything resembling uh, actual warfare. Wow. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs>
0: he was very influential in my career. In, you know, and, and folks who follow the show know that my my real job is a uh, performing um, blues and folk musician, singer-songwriter, and I've done that right. quite a bit. Yeah, And somebody who was incredibly helpful in my career early on, out of the gate, who who remained in my corner as a fan and promoted my music for for a good bit since we were introduced, was a guy by the name of, of uh, known in Philadelphia radio as Gene Shea.
4: Oh, well and, Gene, uh, of course. I went through, I, he was in college, with I uh, the same time I was, and uh, and uh, he did. He certainly was renowned for his country music uh, aspect of his career. Uh, mm. When he uh, had a country music show and was given all sorts of awards and this and that uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah,
0: yeah he was. A, and, and I think one of the, you know, I was on. I couldn't. I remember when I was first on his show. I felt like uh, at, I was going to. After you were on his show, he's so popular in the folk music community in Philadelphia. That once you had me on as a guest, I figured that's just, that's it. I'm done. I can quit now. And you know that's as high as you can go. Yeah. And the bar always the bar always gets higher. But um, you know, I actually
4: I, I actually have here. My my wife thinks I'm a little nuts for having it around. Still, is <laughs> uh, is a bobblehead of Gene Shay. Right. <laughs> I, it I it have it one too. Down, yeah. You know. Or, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 among my many collections. <laughs> yes,
0: he, he was. But I remember when I mentioned to him that I was your nephew. That I think that may have had a lot to do with him always having me on your show. I was on a lot of times. But anyway, he, yeah, he, 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 he followed had...
4: me on a station in Philly when I was working uh, weekends uh, while still going to college. I think it was W W H W R T. No, I forget. I forgot the call letters, how about that?
0: Hmm.
4: Um, w H A T. W-H-A-T. Yes,
0: sir, I remember. It. Yeah, of course, of course. And and we had uh, another um, uh, individual, a guy named uh, Michael Tierson, who was a pioneer in fm radio rock and roll you know before you had the wibg and the reverb and the fast talking djs and they're playing all the music of the 60s and the and the right. dick Clark show and all that and then the uh the conversation was better a bit like that and then it went hi W wmmr it's cool outside we're going to have music of the grateful day and uh, you know fm radio just kind of changed how it presented rock and roll music and we had a guy for also from the i think 60s he was saying uh, named michael pearson who started his career uh, in philadelphia as well and uh Uh, but it's it's great getting these perspectives uh, from various uh, experts and professionals and people who've had these outstanding careers in in radio and in broadcast media as part of our show because we are even though we're on the internet this is an internet radio show it is considered i guess to an extent a, a form of broadcast media and, yeah.
4: um, well, and it's, now, it's it's your podcast, uh, uh, from what I've heard and seen, uh, well, I haven't seen, but I've heard, uh, mm-hmm. has been great. And you do a great uh, job, Andy and Amanda. You're fantastic. And, well, you know, I think actually, that you. Uh, uh, you guys have got a career in podcasting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Like, like like uncle, like, uncle, like nephew, like yeah, well, how it goes, you know. <laughs>
4: yeah. And, and I, will, I will leave you alone now because I think you've had enough of me for the day. <laughs> yeah, I want to,
0: yeah, again, yes. We've been, uh, but thank you again for joining us. We'll be in touch for sure. Look forward to, to doing it again down the road. And, uh, and all the very best. And thanks again for joining us. Well, thank you so much.
4: Today. Take care now. Thank you,
0: darling. Bye-bye.
3: Take care.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. That was Bob Kimmel. And uh, what a wonderful conversation.
3: Oh, that was amazing! I loved hearing everything you had to say.
0: Oh, yeah, wouldn't?
3: Yes, yes. I love you, family, Andy.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Wait till my mother gets on. Anyway, <laughs> 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 I want to get yeah, your I'm mother so on, on this sure. show. By the way, I, I want to get uh, You know, we're moving along. You know, we are.
2: We along. are executing uh, on our plan. Yes, we are. Yes, we
0: are. <laughs> um, we, we're getting there. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was a great conversation, and. um and what a what a what a, a trip down um, the yellow brick road of 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 history and radio news and um, yeah. and getting the word out and disseminating information both from the uh, from the corporate sector and public relations and from um, from news. It's, uh,
3: oh, it's pretty incredible to hear you have to say it really was. Yep. I, I get yeah. so caught cool up in these conversations. I like you know I, I've always loved people telling stories and whenever we get a guest on and I'm hearing people talk, it's like I'm sat there in front of them like a little child, you know, legs crossed, yep. sat there in amazement, mm-hmm. just listening to everything they have to say, like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. And I often have to stop myself and think, okay, no, take yourself away from that child's state. <laughs> Start talking. <laughs>
0: and and um, just take it in. Yeah, you do. You do. And yeah. and, if, and we have some great, I know, I've, I saw the guest list, some some people who i don't go into right now. Uh, but we have some folks coming on the show over the next couple of weeks. Um, folks, you don't want to miss an episode of the Andy and Amanda show. Seriously, we have some just phenomenal guests with who who work with some names that you know, you know. Uh, um, just I'm not going to mention it now, but some major, major, major pop music stars, the in the production aspect of their music, and and we have some folks who produced major, are producing right now uh, motion pictures and TV shows and. Uh, we're gonna be visited again as soon as I, I select a day here it works out. We've had Mark Lester um on the show previously and he's gonna come back on again. He he's looking forward to doing that and we're gonna have him back on. Uh that name I can mention again. Um but it's <laughs> been what a ride this has been and, and our lineup as we as we look ahead. Um yeah. Yeah. is pretty impressive for this little thing that you and I have here. I mean it really it really is. I mean it, it it's, really, it's really is it's really and on. uh yeah, yeah, it, it's just it's a pleasure. It's so so great to have uh, have um, you know met you over the course of the show as well. Oh, uh, you know, I
3: know, right? Could, Same here, One, one
0: couldn't one could not have a a, a better uh, partner, such a you know and a great Aww. such a terrific human being as a partner. It's just just really I agree, really I agree with you. It's, I, uh, I
3: love working with you, Andy. It's great. It really is.
0: Likewise, uh, I want to get into a couple of things before we go, and I know we're, we're starting to run down on time. We'll pick the conversation up um, yes. on Friday, maybe, maybe even tomorrow, but we'll see. But uh, no, it's, uh, matter of fact, tomorrow, uh, real quick, I think I told you earlier on the phone or on the show that um, I'm going to be doing American Idol uh, tomorrow, uh, and, and, and yes. uh, not, on, not on the show. I'm not, I'm not, you know, hey, you never know. But uh, I did uh, had to go down <laughs> to CBS Television yesterday, Television City in Hollywood. And, uh, and get, I got paid uh, to do a COVID test, and I'm getting paid a very good sum, um, also to take part in the production aspects of the American Idol show, and that'll, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. So that's going to occupy my, uh, I think, 3.30 uh, Pacific time to, to, to 7.30 or something, That I'll be tied up with that show, which is kind of cool. And, and I was down at CBS yesterday, and they are already talking about using, uh, using me further down the road in a, in a production capacity, not, not as in yeah. talent. But that's pretty cool.
3: Wow. You know, That's it. amazing, that is so cool. Yes,
0: yeah, so, and what got me into that was I was thinking maybe we should pick it up and do a show tomorrow, but I won't be able to, but we'll pick this conversation up on Friday because I know we're running out of time. Do uh, you have any news for us there regarding uh, COVID specifically uh, in Europe or the UK? Do you have anything you can dive into real quick?
3: Um, Only the the fact that, you know, we're trying to be very careful because of uh, these lifting of social restrictions and people meeting up outdoors have gone crazy. I was out yesterday and the amount of people I saw gathering in groups so close to each other was ridiculous and they had no masks on and I just, I was astounded, Andy. And I was going to walk through the the area where all these people were and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to risk it. It's it's just a a silly thing to do. And people have been leaving litter everywhere because of these restrictions being lifted and, you know, the cleanup has been ridiculous too. It's disgraceful. Um, The, in terms of uh, COVID in other countries, sure, there's a lot going on that I could cover, but I think it's going to take a a little while to cover that tweet up. So I'll I'll dive into that more in the next show, but I I hear China's had another outbreak um, in the Southwest. Um, yep. With nine people testing positive, so they've they've literally uh, got 317 close contacts that have been placed in quarantine, and people being told mm. to stay at home. Businesses close in. even a bridge from China to Myanmar has been closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm. they're they're pretty much all over it like a rash, which is impressive. Um, mm. And Yemen, they got their their first lot of vaccines. Um, oh, which mm-hmm. and they're they're experiencing a second wave, and they're only just getting their first lot of vaccines. So bless them. Um, it's great for them to be vaccinated. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much else for the UK other than um, Wales. Um, Their pubs and restaurants should be opening up on the 26th of April, if that goes well with the statistics. And uh, so Mm -hmm. there'll be a bit more socializing for them. Um, And I believe they're – I heard that the U.S. are trying to test more on children. Um, Yes. Yeah, to yes. give them vaccines at an early age. Is that right from, I think, so I think they're hoping that, that to in like correct. six months onwards eventually, yeah.
0: Here in California as of April 16th, everybody, every citizen uh, 16 years and older will be eligible to get a, a, a vaccine, the entire population in the state of California. And uh, Joe Biden, who originally said uh, 100 million within his first uh, 100 days of office, is now upped it to 200 million vaccines in his first 100 days of office. He's going to He's going he's gonna to hit that. This guy... You know, you look at some of the posts, and there are people who Trump fans to this day think that Sleepy Joe, and he's no good, and fuel prices have gone up, and all these things that we've talked about, and then some, it's so horrible, and everything he's done to this country is so horrible. Look at what this yeah. guy's accomplished in, 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 in Jesus, in, in just a couple of months, a over a couple of months in office. I mean, it's just been amazing. We're going to talk more about that, folks. I also want to dive into, which we can't do now, um, I want to dive into um, the Georgia prosecutors leading uh, a, prim- a criminal. Probe to the former president's uh, uh, speaking regarding uh, wanting to get 11,780 more votes. And uh, we're going to dive into that. I've got a whole presentation I'd like to, to go into regarding that, uh, which obviously we don't have time to, to start and stop now. So um, that being said, this has been a pleasure. What a great, great uh, afternoon or evening or morning it's been, depending where you are, Absolutely. Having, uh, having Bob Kimmel on our show, which I did disclose is a relative of mine, but nonetheless, what a a fascinating um, fascinating career, and uh, what fascinating stories he's shared with us on the show, and uh, I would look forward to uh, catching everybody on our free-flowing Freaky Friday show uh, broadcast at the same time this one is on Friday. That being said, we'll say goodbye to everybody. Amanda, take us home. You do it so well.
3: Oh, thank you, darling. So, for on behalf of Amy Kimball in California, Hollywood, and on behalf of myself in the UK, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob, for joining us again. It was a pleasure. And we hope you join us on Friday for some wonderful guests. And uh, it's going to be a fun times. So,
0: tune in. Sure will. It's going to be great. You, you take you care. Bet. All everyone. right, Amanda. Have a great afternoon, Amanda. We'll be talking to you. Take care, folks. Thank
3: bye you. Now. Sir. Bye bye. Bye.